You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to a, I guess we'll call it year-end edition of the podcast. I'm Jake. That's Brian Brown Bear. Brian, what is up? Oh, you know, Jake, just just discussing changing my name to Brown Bear on the permanent over here. So you should. I, I think it'd be great. Brown Bear, come on, Brown Bear. Yeah, it'd be a great name. Come on. People. That's what everybody calls me, anyways. <laughs> Might as well start the new year off right. <laughs> of course, it is the year end edition. We are going to preview UCLA versus Utah in hoops. Uh, that game taking place later this evening. We'll also talk about some New Year's resolutions for Utah athletics, the sports programs inside the Utah athletic department and of course we'll catch up on all the other news involving utah sports that's out there uh we aim to be like we talk about all the time we want to be your one-stop shop for all the utah sports news you can you can't find anywhere else so make sure we have that all covered for you guys on today's podcast what do you say brian should we get it going here did they say it was over when the germans bombed pearl harbor nice pull let's get into it here this is the locked on utes podcast for december 31st 2020. Once again, welcome on into Locked On Utes, your daily podcast focused on all things Utah athletics. I'm Jay Catch. That is Brian Brown. We both work for the Zone Sports Network, and we are your co-host tandem. Brian's more of the expert. I'm just the guy who's along for the ride to kind of get us in and out of stuff. So we're going to have fun regardless. We're talking all things Utah athletics, football, basketball, and pretty much everything in between. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from, regardless if it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. There's just a myriad of podcast apps that you can frequent. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode and join us each and every day. Brian, uh, it's the end of the year, and this is kind of funny that we started this podcast the middle of this past month, and it's kind of funny now we're looking towards 2021, but I have to say right off the top here, I want to thank everybody who's been involved with this podcast since we relaunched it. We've seen solid numbers for, since we relaunched. It's been a really, really good start for this podcast. And I just want to first off thank everybody for for joining us and downloading the show. I want to echo everything that you just said there. It's, it's been a lot of fun to interact with people and, and we appreciate that you guys enjoy yeah. spending your time with us. I, I said in a prior episode that, that your time is your most valuable commodity and for people to want to spend a half hour, I get it with you, Jake, you know, you're, you're truly a professional at this. You say that I'm the expert and, and, Boy, <laughs> you are the expert. That's the thing, though. That's that. That's a scary. That's a scary responsibility for me to be <laughs> be holding. But hey, I do take it very seriously, yeah. and and I do appreciate that people, um, you know, people want to tune in. It, it, yeah. it it is weird because I do know a lot about what's going on with Utah athletics. I've followed it my whole life. I know a ton of people within and around the programs up there, uh, but it's still just it's weird that people want to listen to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, me. like I, I get it, but at the same time, I don't know if I'll ever really fully understand like, really me? Like, it- 
it's me? A bit, it's a bit humbling. It really is. Yes. And I, I've been doing sports radio for the better part. Actually, I'm going into my second decade, I guess, professionally doing sports media and sports radio in particular. I've been doing a podcast for the Locked On Podcast Network. I do one for a certain other program in the state, Locked On Cougars covering BYU. I've been doing that for over two years now. And I'll be honest with you, Brian. I'm not sure you ever get completely used to the fact that like thinking like, wow, people actually care about my opinion and le- tuning in to let to hear me talk about that. But it is it is a privilege. And we thank you guys for taking that time. Uh, Brian, let's break into it here and talk a little bit about Utah and UCLA and hoops. Uh, this game taking place this evening, five o'clock mountain time. So a nice matinee for you before you get your New Year's Eve festivities started in earnest. And I'm looking forward to this matchup. We talked about earlier this week how I was hoping, and you agreed with me on this, I think, that we want to see Utah get into a more uh, consistent cycle of playing games. It's really been a really stop-start, hectic season to this point. Hopefully, starting this evening, we'll start seeing the Utes playing two and three games a week. We can start seeing the fruits of some of that consistency we've all been looking for. Absolutely, and it's it's a great opportunity for them to go down to L.A. and, and start things off with a bang. I think this UCLA team is young, but but they have some talent there, 5-2 yeah. and two on the year, already 1-0 in the conference. Um, they have, like I said, some talent. You know, Jaime Jaquez, I think, is is a very prolific scorer. He's a, he's a great shooter, shooting over 46% right now from three on the season, averaging about 14 points a game. Um, and it is a Mick Cronin team. Yes, this is, is not the Steve Alford UCLA where Parker Van Dyke can hit one from you know, Westwood and, and – send the youths on to a victory. This is Mick Cronin. This team will play. They will play hard. They will defend. They will do Mick Cronin type things. I think they're a pretty, pretty good sized team, you know, considering and And maybe that's relative because every team in, in the Pac-12 seemingly at the top has, has size, you know, but they're about an average height of six, six up front, but they are still pretty young. You know, they're not a lot of, a lot of new faces, I should say, on this roster for UCLA. Not not a lot of headliners either, I don't think. Yeah, this is not a star-studded UCLA Bruins squad that we've seen in past years. You're, you're right about that. Uh, the interesting part about this is they're two leading scorers. You already mentioned Jaime as well as Chris Smith. They're their main two guards, both leading scorers on average for UCLA this season. Jaime averaging 13.7 points while Chris Smith averaging 12.1 points. The biggest stat that I look for from these two is their three-point percentage shooting the ball, Brian. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Jacquez, he has got 46.2% on the season from beyond the arc, and Chris Smith almost as good, 44.4% from beyond the arc. Utah tonight cannot afford to have either one of these guys go off for a big night, because it'll be it'll make things extremely tough for them there in Westwood to win this game if one or both of these guys are shooting it at a high clip. Absolutely, and I think it's a game where you really need your your established players to step up and, and play to their capabilities. Ryland Jones has to initiate the offense. Yep. Timmy Allen has to be judicious with the basketball. He gets in these phases where he thinks he can win the game on his own. Timmy Allen needs to play his game. He needs to get to the free throw line. They need to be physical and aggressive on the boards. We've seen that be a consistent problem with this team all year long. 
and it would help if they could hit some shots from deep. You know, this is a team that I don't know if there's really, outside of Alfonso Plummer, a knockdown shooter. I, the hope is that Pella Larson really becomes that guy. Ryland Jones can hit shots from beyond the arc. Timmy Allen has been bumpy so far this year. Probably good call. Um, yeah. You know, so it's just, it's one of those things where they've done a good job of protecting the basketball and they've done a good job with when they find a rhythm and, and execute of keeping that going, but they f- always seem to find these streaks of just dead offensive basketball. And they have not been locked in defensively in every single game that we've seen them play. So I think like, have we given you enough, you know, evaluation of what this basketball team needs to do? It's a lot. So I don't know if you go into this game expecting them to win necessarily, uh, it, it is a good litmus test to see where you're at as a program, to see where you're at coming back from the false positive, to see where you're at after a few weeks you know, of practice and, and being off for holidays and whatnot. So, and, and who knows? They, they always seem to play pretty well in that first game in California too. So yeah. be optimistic about this, but I think you'll really kind of find out where this team is at after – two cream puff opponents for lack of a better term. And I I shouldn't say cream puff, but just, you know, underskilled opponents, you know, not, not equal. Well, so the last thing I want to touch on here, Brian, is of course they're going to face off against USC on Saturday. Uh, They're going to go on, they do this every year. You go to LA and knock out both LA schools in a weekend. My biggest goal for Utah in this is to split these games. I don't think that going 2-0 and against both the Trojans and the Bruins is realistic for Utah at this juncture. It'd be awesome if they pulled it off. It'd be absolutely fantastic. But I think a split of these games, going 1-1 and this weekend, would serve as a very good sign for this program, especially considering Utah last year won exactly one road game in conference play. It's been a bugaboo for them, and and I think that last year's team, you can make the excuse that it was younger, right? Sure. This year, you've got some experience. You've got guys in Pella Larson, even though it's his first year playing, he has been through the ringer, you know, playing as an amateur basketball uh, player in Europe against grown men. Uh, Ryland Jones is no longer a freshman. You know, he he's a leader. Timmy Allen is 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 back. Uh, Alfonso Plummer is comfortable, and, and we've seen his defense start to be a little bit of a spark. So you know what the recipe is. You need to play defense. You need to turn the ball over, and you need to make shots, and you need to get some easy shots. You know, like I said, Timmy Allen, if you can get to the free throw line, if you can get Fonzo some easy buckets early, that will give you your best shot to really take out one of these teams. Now, if it doesn't go well on Saturday, the interesting part is what's the grid on this team? What's their mentality? Are they going to be able to bounce back and put in a good effort against USC? Or we keep seeing this topic of Larry Kraskoviak percolating and and what Utah is going to do with him. Could it be that that's starting to sink into people around and within the program? I don't believe so. But you always wonder about that kind of stuff. It's something you got to be wary of. There's no doubt about that. So we'll find out what goes on this week. We'll have a full recap for you guys on Monday's edition of the podcast. We'll be off tomorrow, barring something crazy happening. And if something crazy <laughs> does happen, we'll record a podcast on New Year's. I don't mind that. But uh, we're scheduled to be off tomorrow. We'll have a full recap of both of these games for you guys on Monday. Uh, coming up here in just a minute, though, 
it is New Year's time. Resolutions being set. Uh, many of you are writing down what you're planning on doing in the new year. We're going to do that here on the podcast. We're going to talk about what we want to see New Year's resolution-wise for Utah athletics, football, basketball, maybe even some other sports. We'll mix in here. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment, though. But, Brian, first, we need to talk about our good friends at betonline.ag. You know, I don't know if you noticed, Jake, but there was a game tonight. There was a game. And maybe if you had been on betonline.ag, you could have made a nice little pretty, uh, pretty, let's call it a New Year's bonus for yourself mm-hmm. by scouting out the line for that game. Yeah, and that's the funny thing about it is is betonline.ag has got everything you could ever want. Whether you want to bet on the NBA, college hoop, uh, NFL playoff games upcoming, college bowl games, no matter what it is, even prop bets, by the way. They have prop bets for like pop culture, presidential races. they got all kinds of stuff out there at betonline.ag. They've got it all covered for you guys. But the best part is, is when you go to betonline.ag, you can sign up for a free account. And while you're there, use the promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus. Bonus. Yes, free money for you when you sign up at betonline.ag. There's nothing better than free money, and, and the best part about it is they want you to learn. They want you to try it, so they're willing to put their money where the mouth is. Like you said, there are so many different things that you can bet on. There's poker, casino, race book, yep. esports, whatever, whatever your flavor is. You can find it over at BetOnline.ag. Yeah, so make sure you go to BetOnline.ag, sign up for that free account. You'll get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. Check it out, guys. Like we have talked about, it's free money for you to play at BetOnline.ag. Once again, sign up for that free account. Use that promo code Locked On. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Brian, do you have a New Year's resolution? You know what? I'm not normally a big resolution guy, but 2020 kind of taught me that I need to uh, reevaluate things to say the least. And and so I'm definitely going to try and set some goals this year. So the funny thing about resolutions for me is I was taught from a young age. Yeah. Set New Year's resolutions, but I always made just, really outlandish and over the top goals for myself. And I'll be honest, by the end of January, I'm like, yeah, that list ain't happening. (laughs) We'll just give up on that. I've gotten better as I've gotten a little bit older and gotten a little wiser with regards to this stuff. But the reason I bring that up is we're going to talk about some resolutions that we have for Utah athletics here. Of course, it's December 31st. Uh, New Year's is tonight crazy to think that 2020 is finally going to be in the rearview mirror, but we're looking forward to 2021 on this podcast. So let's talk about the Utes and what we hope to see in the new year for them. Yeah, but I think my first resolution needs to go out to the football team and it's, you need to figure out who your quarterback is. You know, that, that for me is, it is a very simple goal, but by the time spring ball rolls around, you should have a depth chart. You should have an idea of where Cam Rising is in his recovery, what his potential is for the fall. And by the end of spring ball, you should have a good idea of where and who will be starting when that first date comes around. I believe it's Weber State. Holy cow. We have to look. We have to start thinking ahead to new schedules, Jake. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. So that that's the funny thing about all this is that we're looking forward to a, hopefully a full season this coming fall in 2021, obviously. But I'm with you. I don't think that they'll have a depth chart 
publicly issued by the time Springwell comes around, but I am with you. Having an idea, at least in the interior, in the offices there, of who your pecking order is at quarterback, that's absolutely massive. I think that'd be a really big thing for them. Uh, One thing on the football front that I want to see this year, Brian, is I want to see continued improvement from the young guys that we saw really um, stand out towards the end of this truncated season we saw in 2020. We saw them early on, many of them, especially along the offensive line, they had their issues early on. But by the time they finished up the season against Washington State, you were seeing market improvement for a number of freshmen and sophomores who are going to be expected to really take on bigger loads in 2021. I want to see continued improvement during spring ball, on into training camp, etc. from all of those guys. Yeah, and I would add to that that I think that improvement needs to lead to a fast start to the season. Sure. I think Utah got off to a little bit of a rough one this year. Understandably so. There was a lot to deal with from an adversity perspective. But don't leave anything to chance this year. This is a team that will be poised, as we said over and over, to, to contend for the South Championship, if not the Pac-12 Championship. I, As you look at rosters, teams are, are losing talent left and right. It, Kids are entering in the portal. Mm-hmm. Portal. It, it, it's it's chaotic to say the least. And I think especially as as players decide not to go back to school in January and whatnot, or spring ball or whatever happens, it's just going to continue to rotate like that. You are poised to take advantage of that. So you absolutely need to continue to the development, especially in the, the defensive backfield. And then you know another resolution that I might add to that is the creation of the Rice Eccles. Uh, central mission okay. for a certain uh, safety prospect that has decided to, you know, Nate potentially Ritchie. serve the Lord. El- Elder Richie, yes, you've been called to serve in the Salt Lake City uh, East High School area mission. Defensive, <laughs> defensive mission. You're going to be a defensive you're gonna specialist. Be a, you're going to be assistant to the defensive coordinator Morgan Scally, and we'll we'll move on from there. No, that, that actually that would be nice. Obviously, he's decided he wants to go serve a mission, and he will leave a hole in that secondary, and we'll see who steps into that hole and fills it. But interesting to see him play that play this year, have a great year. Honestly, it was an absolutely marvelous year for him, and now he's going to go out and serve a mission. And we can't fault anybody for deciding what they want to do in their personal life, but it will leave a hole in that secondary there's no doubt about that yeah just despite the fact that people may think that we're made to chill you and i both have had that experience we know how important it is for a young man to go out and develop and everything like that and so we support him fully uh he he will be missed though i will miss the blitz king um (laughs) coming in from the edge there for certain let's go ahead and move on to uh the basketball program because i think i have a resolution for that one and i think for this one you need to advance past the first round of the pac-12 tournament well i was this gonna, is, yeah so i was actually gonna have a similar resolution, oh! but, but mine's not exactly the same as yours i just want to see progress in the postseason I, I i mine was i guess more general than yours in a way but you're right getting you gotta get past the first round of the the pac-12 tournament you can't go over again down there in las vegas that yeah, doesn't and, fly yeah, this is this is a year where I think the conference is probably a little bit more opened up. Arizona is not hovering over everybody like the giant that they have been in years past. I don't think we're going to see crowds 
once the Pac-12 tournament starts. I think that has been a huge factor in the past. And so this is your opportunity to really grow, develop, and set a goal for yourselves. And Utah has traditionally done decent at the Pac-12 tournament. You know, there are times, sure. Jared Dubois, you know, that was a year where they really went way beyond their expectations. They've had years like last year where it was all this excitement in the first game just to lose to Oregon State. And so I think that this is a – this is a weird year. And if it's a weird year, go all in on, on trying to make it even weirder by making weird things happen that are positive for yourself. I got a podcast. You and I are co-hosting. That's crazy. <laughs> Look at what happened out of 2020 from that. So uh, that's my resolution for the basketball team. Make sure that you get past the first round yeah. uh, and further. Well, and see, that's the thing about it is it, in my opinion, this is just my personal gut feeling on this is if you fail again and fail is probably just too strong of a term but if you if you have another just kaput start to the Pac-12 tournament slash the postseason this year I really feel like the fire is going to be underneath Larry Kriskoviak at that point. I already think there is a, the seat's a little bit warm for him. I think there's been a lot of expectations, especially with the recruiting the last couple of years and the talent they've brought in. But at some point here, you're going to see that furnace or the, the fire underneath him get turned up. And I think if they were to go to Las Vegas and get knocked out early once again, I think that's when it really gets cranked up on him. Absolutely agree, hundred percent. All right. So, any other resolutions for you? Because obviously, I can make a resolution that I want to see the Red Rocks make another run for a national title. That, that's, that, mm-hmm. but that's that's expectations for that program every year. Uh, one other team that I'm interested to see progress from, and we, uh, Bill Kinneberg has been a, a good coach for the baseball program. They had that stellar run where they won the Pac-12. Was it two or three years ago? They won the Pac-12, but since then, they kind of sunk back down towards the bottom tier of the Pac-12. I'd actually like to see baseball have an uptick this upcoming spring and hopefully get back to being more of a respectable program that they have proven, you know what, we can win the Pac-12. They, they proved that, but it seems like they have backslid since that. They have, and there have been some rocky moments with Kinneberg and, and, and his, sure. his suspension and trying to fill out his coaching staff again. Uh, but this is a team that I really do think has some good talent on it. You know, they signed 11 on, on signing day on November the 6th, uh, a group of kind of lo- uh, local prospects and, and, you know, guys from all the way up in, in the great white North uh, with, you know, Elijah Hamill, an infielder from Ontario. So they've really done a good job of trying to get uh, across the, you know, across the map, as they like to say, and, and get talent into the program. And there are some strong returners. So, so that's one that I definitely, you know, bright, Briley Knight is a guy that I think you could kind of look at and see, you know, where he's going to go um, from here. Yeah. And, and and that's one that I'm kind of curious about for sure. Um, you know, th- there's some pitchers that, that I haven't had a chance to see cause they didn't play last year. And so maybe that's, that's my resolution for, for a lot of these guys or, or a lot of these programs, I should say is I would like to see them actually play their sports. Oh, and okay. Actually, Hey, that's a great resolution. Let's see these programs actually in action and finish their seasons. That's the best resolution. Well, I think we should end on that one right there. We want to see lacrosse, uh, track and field. We want to see men's and men's golf. We want to see all these programs who have had their seasons disrupted. Women's soccer also. We, we want to see all of them get their seasons completed. That's a perfect resolution to finish up on right there, Brian. Way to pull it out. 
That's what I do. All right. Well, we will uh, catch you up on some of the other news and notes involving Utah athletics, including a All-American citation for Devin Lloyd that we need to talk about. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, Brian, if people want to be involved with this podcast, we love that. We love when people interact with us on social media. But if you want to put the money where your mouth is and advertise with us here on Locked On Utes, we'd love to have you guys on board. We have a proven track record with the Locked On Podcast Network that we can help you have success in the podcast sphere advertising-wise. We've got a backbone of a sales team who's got a proven track record. I can, I can attest to it. I've seen it with Locked On Cougars, the other podcast I host. They do a great job. So if you are interested in advertising with us, we've got great rates. It's a great time to hop on board. New Year's resolutions, all that whole shebang if you want to talk about that. We want to get you guys on board. If you want to email us, we can get you more information. The email address for this podcast is lockedonutes at gmail.com. We'll get you in touch with the right people to get you on the track to having advertising success. And we're looking forward to having you guys on board with us here on the Locked On Utes podcast. All right, Brian, as you round out 2020 here on the podcast, a couple of news items we need to touch on. And the first thing is actually a really cool thing. We all kind of waiting to see the Red Rocks, the Utah Women's Gymnastics Program back in action. They're expected to have another great season, make another run in the national title, but they're going to be on national television. I know that they're they're highly attended when COVID's not going on, obviously. And it's one of the fan favorite sports up there at Utah, but you don't see them a lot on the mothership. No, no. And, and that was an announcement that the university made just recently that on January 17th at 3 PM local time, they will be competing against Oklahoma in Norman on ESPN two. Now the first matchup will be the Rio Tinto best of Utah, which will be Utah state BYU Southern Utah still, still planned to go on Mm -hmm. uh, January the 9th. That will begin at 7 PM locally. It'll be broadcast on BYU TV, but this is a completely different animal where it's a national broadcast. It's on a Sunday afternoon. There probably won't be a ton of sports going on right then and I would imagine just NFL playoffs would probably be the only thing, maybe some basketball. So there's a big window there. And I think it's both recognition of the fact that this is a a national brand in gymnastics. I also think it's uh, recognition that gymnastics is, is a sport to be vied with in terms of television presence and, and, you know, uh, fanship, viewership, all that kind of thing. Well, and I think that's the biggest thing about it. Many of you listening to this podcast, if you're not a fan of women's gymnastics and the Red Rocks, I'll tell you this much. If you ever watched the Olympics, some of the more intriguing competitions at the Olympics, we're talking about the Olympics, the biggest sporting event in the world, are the gymnastics events. I get absolutely enthralled with them every four years. And the fun part is, is you have Olympic quality gymnasts performing right here in your proverbial backyard with the University of Utah. That's the Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a laundry list of, of athletes that have competed at the University of Utah and, and either gone on to perform at the Olympics and or come from performances at the Olympics and, and competed at the university. So it, it's one of those things, like you said, when the Olympics are on, we're all watching, mm-hmm. but the quality and the competition is equally as good every single year within the college gymnastics realm. You don't have to wait every four years to see it. 
That's the biggest yeah. thing. <laughs> the big difference. And, and the drama is there. There's, you know, as you get into gym Twitter, apparently there's beef between UCLA and Utah and judges and you're, you're cackling right now, Jake. So you obviously know a little bit about that. I, I've, I've waded into that before just to see what's going on and waited right back out. Cause I was not about to dive in. You, you and I will be comf- comfortably sitting in our beach chairs on the side. We will not be jumping in that pool. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. One other thing we need to touch on here, and it's actually a really cool honor for one of the better players from this past season for Utah football. One of the better players over the last two seasons, in my opinion, Devin Lloyd, a second team all American. Thanks to the sporting news on their all American teams. I think it's a well-deserved honor. Devin has been just an absolute stud for the Utah football program. I'm of the opinion. He's probably going to explore his NFL options and I think that it's maybe in his best interest to jump now, but the good news is he's going out on a high note if that is ultimately the way he goes. Absolutely, and he should absolutely look into those opportunities. I think what what he'll have to weigh is how much film – will scouts actually have now he did start to really pop uh, this season but unfortunately it was only through five games and sure. i mentioned that if he'd played a full schedule that he probably would have been a first team all-american and i truly believe that um just a, a really difficult year in terms of being able to compete the way that i think the university of utah wanted now I think his his level his talent his ability is is a hundred percent where ready for the NFL. I've heard from people within the program, from sources surrounding them, that they were already preparing for him to leave. Uh, The big difference, I think, is that he just doesn't have the film. And and so that is the real kind of comparison that you have to make if you're him. Do I go in and possibly go fifth, sixth, seventh round? Or do I come back for another year? I get to compete with my teammates. I get to really – showcase my talents with an improved group around me and really build upon what I have. And Talano Hufanga has left USC. So the void is there for someone to step into as far as the best defensive player in the Pac-12. So there are reasons for it. Early returns are that he's considering everything, but I do believe that there is some positive indication that he may return. If he returns, that'd be absolutely marvelous for the Utah defense. There's no doubt about it. And you're right. You do have to weigh for him personally. He's got to weigh. Am I okay being a day three guy, around four through seven guy potentially, versus maybe coming back, playing a full season, having you that quote-unquote yeah, pop on the film for a full year, and maybe find yourself as a day two guy, around two or three guy? Uh, you have to kind of weigh that back and forth. And if he returns, that'd be absolutely huge for him. But I also would completely understand if he decides, you know what, the returns I'm getting right now, the evaluations I'm getting make me think I've got a really good shot here. I wouldn't surprise me in the least if he were to jump. Absolutely. And, and he'll have some time to kind of think about it and, and look into things. But it, it, what I think really behooves Utah in this case is that they're, he's still a little bit of an unknown as far as scouts are concerned. And, and they didn't have a full season and the Pactual started late. And so most scouts that are into uh, you know the deep stuff with the other conferences are, are not yet getting to what the Pac-12 has had to offer. Now, January could be you know that month where all of a sudden the buzz starts coming out um but it'll be obviously from a a perspective of of ability you know he is there he's ready i think the question will be are there enough eyes that 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 can see that to where he can you know go at at a place where he can make the 
get the guaranteed. Yeah, so we'll find out. New Year begins tomorrow. Obviously, you'll have to make that decision soon. Brian, have a happy New Year. It's been a blast to get this thing going this month. It took us long enough to get it going, but 2021 is going to be our year, but I, I can I feel it already. Yep. If nothing else, it'll be you, me, and all of our Utah fan friends uh, trundling on through whatever 2021 throws at us. You know, here's the hoping that everybody has a healthy and happy new year and, and better things are always on the horizon. So we'll just, we'll, we'll be a fountain, not a drain and stay positive through it all. Happy new year, everybody. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for December 31st, 2020, and we will talk to you in 2020.